Hey, zookeepers, it's Martin. We just had on special guest Meadow Lilium on from another gorgeous Machine Culture podcast, NPC Incorporated, to discuss Hanuman and the Five Common Riders, a delightful fever dream of a film from 1974. If you're enjoying Ponzuki, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you'd ever like to get in touch with us or have something you'd like us to say on an episode, we'll read anything you want us to. So feel free to tweet at us at Podzuki on Twitter or email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. Let's play that intro. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Okay. Can we try again? Okay, third time's charm. Yeah, no. Welcome to Pat okay. New start, new start. America's only podcast that is going to tell you where uh, Pirate Hook's gold's Buried? I don't know. I'm going with that now. Captain Hook's gold. Okay. We know. It's better than what we had before. <laughs> we'll tell you whether fictional cartoon characters' gold is buried. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, co-hosts, and Hollywood kaiju bad boys, Brand Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts and kaiju Hollywood bad boy, Luke Evanslip. Hello, it's me, your third host and treasure connoisseur, Martin Felschman. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Who's who's this we've got as our special guest? It's Everyone me. fucking... Give it up! It's me, a girl. Hi, my name's Meadow Lilliam. Uh, I am one of Brandon's uh, co-stars over on NPC Incorporated, another show on the Machine Culture Network. Go check us a out. A way more popular one. Uh, well, we didn't want to say it, but, uh, I mean, no, I'm just really excited to be here. Um, and I'm really excited to get this fictional treasure, because I have a fictional house that I want to buy. Okay, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that. And then also, if it's, like, Hook from the 90s, you can have that imaginary <gasps> oh, feast. That, that, that yeah. looks so good. I think about it It looks so, so good. I don't really remember anything else from the movie, other than, like, uh, I lost my marbles, and that's about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, what else is there? You don't remember there? Rufio? I remember Rufio. Rufio! Yeah, I I remember that weird George Lucas cameo. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey there, how can I get a puppet going here real quick? See you later. You know, I, I dated Linda Ronstadt. Thanks, George. Yeah. Did you really? Really? Yeah, you dated Linda Ronstadt. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you said you dated yeah. Linda Ronstadt. I, I was about to be very <laughs> That would be weird. I was like, how far I was going to say it. <laughs> um, I, if we're being honest, though, this is a podcast where we talk about monster movies and kaijus. And this, I mean, hey, this is for sure a kaiju film, but it's also an everything film. And when I say it, it is a monstrous movie, it is, if you could even call it a movie, I I don't, we can't just go, I, we can't I, I call, call, call it what it is. And it's film. It's film. It's, it's cinema. It's this should well, be it's Criterion, <laughs> not film. Criterion eligible, yeah. really. So we watched, I had this come up because I am on the Common Rider Reddit. Listen, I'm, I'm pretty popular over there, not to brag. Everybody loves my hot takes. Uh, but somebody mentioned that there is a uh, Thailand movie from 1974 called Hanuman and the Five Riders, where a, uh, a Thailand director by the name of Sandy, or Compote, let me get the name out here, I just try to remember it exactly, Sapote Sands decided that he was going to make his own Common Rider movie. Um, in 1974, and it is... It, I mean, I, I'm, I'm using this term correctly. It is just completely buck wild. It is... It's so... It is bonkers. It is... I was gonna say bonkers. Yeah. Thank you. Bonkers <laughs> is a good one. It's... 
Okay, so Hanuman, let's get into that. I decided to do a little research. I'm like, why is this this, this monkey guy dancing around? He's a part of like a, a very famous uh, Thailand epic called the Ramakian. And he's like uh, basically the god king of apes, uh, son of a wind god. That's pretty cool. And uh, he's he's been really popular in Thai he, culture. He's for a, a, very he's a long supporter time. of Rama. Yeah, he's a big supporter of Rama and Ranma and a half mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, aren't we all though? Yeah. Ranma one half, Ron- classic, Ooh, so good. Big egg cracker that one. Oh, for sure. I think that gets <laughs> people out of their awakening. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would have nothing. I would know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's it is a really good classic to go back, but uh, yeah. So this this ape king has been popular in Thai culture for a while, uh, for a while to the point where they like put him in a lot of media and movies still, just randomly. Like if you search YouTube without putting Hanuman in the five writers, and you just put Hanuman, you'll get like a deluge of movies and animations of about him. And you know what? Good for the ape king. I'm glad he's keeping it strong. One of the suggested videos that I got was six theories uh, that prove that Hanuman is still with us. Oh, so. that's good. Oh. I'm glad he's still out there kicking. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta get involved in some hobbies as you get older. You gotta diversify your portfolio <laughs> to stay relevant and make sure you're making good sure, investments. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing it all. I'm positive. I I don't think I would have been convinced if there were only five theories about it, but now but that the, I hear there's six, it's that sixth one, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. five theories. I'm like, no one clicks on listicles that have five. They're, they're, six, they're from like, hmm. they're from an epic, but it's also they're like a literal god in Hindu religion, right? Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, and so it, he... it, it, it's weird. Like this is something that I I'm not familiar with, like Thai uh, like history or like especially the history of their cinema. I didn't realize. I guess they're just because this is like an Indian movie. It's yeah, what it's, it made me think of. The thing with uh, with Thailand and a lot of their culture is it's it's got a lot of parts that they've mixed together over the many centuries. I mean, I, I'm not going to profess to know a ton. I just did a little research, and from what I remember from like a sociology class in like college, but like it's uh, they get a, they take a lot from Hindu culture and Buddhism, and they kind of mix them all together in a big old pot. So they have a lot of Hindu figures that are now Buddhist figures in their culture because they're mainly a Buddhist population. Because, yeah, they so, do. Uh, when the guys try and reenact that episode of The Simpsons, it's a Buddha statue. At least that's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Hanuman is both... He's he's a part of both the Buddhist culture because of Thailand and also with Hindu culture. So he's getting around, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I want to kind of have, like, a god that's, like, hanging around in both, like, you know, Judaism and Christianity that just shows up. Well, actually, that is true because... Yeah. Old, you know what? It does make sense now. What am I saying? That's not crazy. A guy that's supposed to be... <laughs> no. That's, that's the good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, yeah, also religion, completely everybody. terrifying. Oh the, my God. the other one would be malevolent, and I don't think... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There are certainly a couple of malevolent figures. Well, Hanuman appears malevolent. Like, they're... They... We're going to talk about that yeah, hand. We, I'm not letting that go. We need to talk about how bad it is if you piss this guy <laughs> off, because it's frightening. Um, you squish it, a human in your hand into, like, juice. Oh, my God. And that's, like... More than once. Yes, a few times. <laughs> the same guy twice, actually. And, okay, yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a bad guy, but it's still no, kind no, of horrifying. Dude. Yeah, well, yeah. But the second yeah. time he smushed him into smoke, it's it's totally different. I don't know why, but for some reason the blood's really disgusting and gross. But being compressed so hard that you're turned into smoke and sent to eternal hell seems more frightening somehow. Well, that's a very opening. Know. The second time, by the way, the second time <laughs> to get in the to get in the movie. The very opening scene is those extras from Night Trap sucking blood out of a woman, right? Yeah, oh into those God. clay pots, and that is the most disturbing thing in the movie. Like when they were put that. 
It is literally what they do in Night Trap well, also. when you say most disturbing, that's a big claim to make for this film. <laughs> <laughs> we, have... We, 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 have, we have something that happens like 20 minutes in that's, I'd argue, a little more disturbing. That's fair, yeah. but, it, but it, I... it did bug me because it, it was horrifying and it was just, it's very visceral. And also that like the yeah. women like think they were instructed them to make like sex sounds. Okay, I'm glad that you touched on that because I was gonna say that <laughs> I've I um I've given blood before and I mean I don't know I haven't given it from the yeah. neck so that's maybe <laughs> maybe it's a neck thing yeah but um I certainly don't think I'd ever make that noise the very sensual blood. neck blood noise of, of course <laughs> it's well hold I on I don't know I, my vampire I, I kink notwithstanding I would probably yeah. not do that it, it's um... <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't know about you guys, but anytime I donate blood, I also donate semen. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's good or legal. <laughs> to my pants. <laughs> no, well, okay, that actually is better. So I, 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 I should hope so. Yeah, I mean, if you're keeping it to yourself, I guess that's fine. We don't need to break this down. Absolutely not. But yeah, we were introduced to the the common writers right away, and I want to make this very specific and clear on this film. They never explain who they are, and I think it's just the fact that Common Rider was popular in Thailand at the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if we don't say anything, we're cool, right? Like, we're cool guys. <laughs> we see no them audience. transform in a certain scene, but there's also, I know there's some footage that was taken from Japanese Kamen Rider, but it's yeah. hard to tell when, because there's sometimes where, like, like, the doctor and his girlfriend, were they sometimes played by different actors? No, those were the same actors. That's that was the same people the whole time. Yeah, the, I'll have their faces etched into my memory. They're, they, <laughs> that's Doctor Ward, and then his girlfriend, I think, was like Milo Miso. Julie and, and is what I saw. No, Julie. no, Julie is her name, and the Doctor is Professor. Let me. I have notes. Wieso, something a full, like, like page, and I have it's Doctor Wieso. Yeah. It's Professor Wieso first, but then they switch it to Doctor. I think um, somewhere in between making. Um, Frankenbat, he got. Oh my god! I, I hope we all wrote down some of our favorite lines because I have a few. Uh, oh, I've got some here in my giant I, uh, list of notes. While watching the film, I was attempting to do a screenshot anytime they mentioned blood, and I ended up around fifty screenshots before I gave. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I was gonna say, did you stop? We, I we, did stop. We need to I, I was going through the movie too slowly. This... It took me like forty-five minutes to get through ten minutes. Well, this my... film had way more blood slapstick than I was expecting. Well, my my first the whole oh, go ahead go. I was just gonna say the whole King Dark like situation. Like I know that King Dark was probably supposed to be like some sort of imposing figure, or at least like well, when he's villain. a giant, just like slug, lying in a cave on his hand, mm-hmm. that's cool. But that's that... also from the Japanese Kamen Rider. Yes. Yeah, Kamen Rider um, and, X. And, I think. Oh, I love how sassy he is. But, I, oh, yeah. X was in this one. Yeah, but then yeah. they made him like a, a really horrible human-sized suit, and like it you can so awful. Well, you can tell it's supposed to be the same person, but like, why is he a giant in yeah. that cave, and then he's just a normal-sized human? In when he's yeah, interacting I was very with his minions at that point. Yeah. Um, I'll get into this a little bit because uh, I'm going to get into my common writer knowledge section. Common knowledge. Please. Based off the 1974 film The Five Riders versus King Dark, they kind of try to keep the name similar. Uh, but this was coming after the third common writer series in 1974 of Common Rider X. Uh, common Rider X, let me tell you, uh, certified badass, really great design. So. He got shot a lot, and then his dad turned him into a cyborg, as you do. 
Um, he has the Rydal Buckle, which is what he uses to transform. He pulls out, uh, get this, a rod that can turn into a sword and a whip that he can throw into the air to do anti-gravitational uh, kicks so he can kill his enemies. Well, that intro uh, scene where it definitely was like from the Japanese introducing X where he pulls the sword rod out and then like X yeah. shows up on the screen, that was really cool, but because it's from well, the original yeah. series... If you want to do this like during the podcast and take a break, uh, go to YouTube and you can just type Common Rider X Transformation. It's really great because he does a cool transformation, but this was when we were getting really obsessed with computers. So right before he finishes it, he has a mouthpiece that he takes off to show you all the circuitry below it and then puts it back on and be like, hey, I'm a computer. <laughs> so it's, it's really good. <laughs> hey, kid, I'm a computer. I did have to look up. <laughs> I did have to look up during this, like, is Cayman Rider a robot? Because I've never been clear on what he is. It seems like okay, he's different so things with in the different show writers, right? With the show writer, Cayman uh, Riders, they were all cyborgs, and they changed it all up during the Heisei era because they're like, we need to make them more accessible where it's just belt transformations. And you know what? We should bring back the cyborgs. I'm just saying. As a culture. Shatara Shinomori, man, he loves that stuff. He absolutely does. I do want to say, getting back into where the we don't get, like, a real hero introduction to the Cayman Rider. We just see them on their motorcycles, mm-hmm. passing by one by one, and then holding up fucking traffic for, like, five minutes. Oh, it's so good. I, oh, I, loved, I loved the motorcade. I loved the motorcade. I think my favorite one was the one, like, there was a scene where they were trying to do the whole, like, V motorcycle motorcade, but they didn't have enough lanes, like, Well, because there's not a closed road. Two lanes. It's, it's, yeah, doing exactly. It on an open so road. one of them was just kind of behind another one. It just kind of looked sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could just see the people behind them being like, the fuck are these yeah. assholes doing? Get out of my way! Oh yeah, that was for I... sure in Thailand in 1973 or wherever they were filming it. This uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure made some enemies for life in Thailand. What is it like? I wonder if like <laughs> Thailand is like the roads in India where like they'll just they have no order really. Because there was one that that first intro where like there were there was one lane like in the middle that there was no demarcation whether you're going one direction or the other. You could if there's nobody there, you can just get in that lane. I mean, I just yeah, there was gotta, a dividing line there. I gotta guess, because I'm guessing the 70s was a lot more lax no matter what, so that's why they probably just, like, went nuts with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think from here on out, we've kind of established what's going on, other than we should talk about when we are first introduced to Hanuman, is where we cut to, suddenly, uh, a narrator? They don't even really explain who's telling you this, but somebody's explaining to you how hell works. Um, it's frightening. Oh. <laughs> that stuff was, like, okay. disturbing. Yeah. Okay, so here's yes. here's here. I I really want to get into this. So in the dis, in the description, like the narrator talking about hell, you get these like pieces of art that are depicting the punishments. But then they get to the adulterers, who they're like they are made to climb pillars of spikes, and then it's just full on like naked women and one guy. Yeah, and there are devils, I guess, poking them with. Spears, like pitchforks yeah. or yeah. spears and it was you know i want to say strange but probably not as strange as i wish well it was. i liked it because i've always been a big that, fan of that was the i was always a big fan of oh, dante's go. inferno and there's that's that's okay. a very dante's inferno sort of thing like where the, the yeah. i think i think it was the oh. heretics luke i thought you were gonna say you've always been a big fan of suffering <laughs> <laughs> i mean you guys i made you guys watch solo yeah, you know so i like love the, i love movies yeah, where yeah, everybody's sad and then they die off. 
Yeah. <laughs> Isn't a, that life, though? It, it really is. Except you don't have somebody yeah. screaming manja at you to eat a bigger <laughs> turd. Oh, oh, no! Oh, boy. Um, it's rough. But, yeah, no, it was, it was just very interesting that that was the one... Well, and then it was the poisoners who um, were made to in a boiling cauldron. But then later on, that boiling same cauldron, cauldron is just like a viewing cauldron, like what we yeah. have, and we bring is, our it's... main th- our three thugs in. Right. They do a little backstory where they show you these three thugs that have been brought in for judgment by uh, King Hell. I, I want to get Hell King. Hell King. Please. Okay, this is the confusing part. But they're uh, so basically what happened is they show you that they were trying to steal a Buddha statue head. And I mentioned um, this earlier. I think they were just oh. Simpsons fans trying to reenact. They were just that Simpsons. Fans. They were definitely oh Simpsons God. fans trying to do a Jebediah Simpson. Um, and listen, I'm... Uh, Jebediah Springfield, <laughs> Brandon. Oh, Jebediah, sorry. I, well, I mean, okay, I don't even. Are remember. you? Were you even a kid that, in the nineties? I hope someone gets fired for that. That wasn't one, very though. cromulent of you. All right. Well, it looks like I just got canceled <laughs> off. Pods I'm taking over as the third host. Welcome oh, to the man. new era. So the Buddha head. The Buddha head. So they, they're stealing it, and it's like, okay, I mean, you shouldn't steal Buddha head, absolutely, but, like, that's fine. You, you wouldn't kill someone over such a thing. But then, like, a kid's trying to stop them. and they Trying really sh- hard to stop them. Yeah, and they, they graphically shoot the kid, which, once again, this movie goes from, like, slapstick to just plain-up disturbing shots. Point blank, right, right between the eyes. But, yeah, and then a, a giant hand comes back and revives him to be, I guess, invulnerable. Uh, and then eventually, Hanuman himself comes down and uh, terrorizes these three robbers, which is like, okay, well, that's the thing. It, kid. Is the kid Hanuman? Because it seems like this that's... is what I was thinking. Is that like, is I, this... I well, I know the kid, the kid got shot. Because yeah, I didn't know if the kid was Hanuman. He's a Hanuman, but he did die, and then Hanuman did flesh puppet him for. Well, a yeah, because he shows up. Uh, was... Those same robbers doing a weird dance, and he the robbers keep dance. shooting him. Yeah. And you keep thinking you with know, increasingly more powerful. Guns. Well, yeah, you, they it goes on for so long though. You know he's going to turn into Hanuman, but it goes on and, for like like forty seconds longer <laughs> than it should. And then they also like he he tracks them down and kills them both in different ways. Once killed by a giant like tree falling on him, which you is see he stomps on the other one. Stomps on the other one. That one probably got actually out the easiest way, which is probably him. yeah. And finally, like. Who were oh, who yeah. introduces like I want to say the the tertiary antagonist of this film, which uh, they just had his name down as like Karn. I mean, uh, he interacts with our heroes the most out of any of the other villains. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get to that insane. The purple in man here too. Yeah, he was definitely purple called man. Thug. Yeah, he was definitely called Thug in the subtitles. Yeah, Con, I think Khan was his. Yeah, Khan's <laughs> what I put down. But uh, yeah, he picks up oh, Mr. Supernusen phone, and as we talked about it earlier, he just crushes him until blood comes out of his hands, and we're like, I guess this is our hero. Well, yeah, if if this <laughs> if that were something that were like an Evangelion, it would be really cool. But even an Evangelion, when they <laughs> squish somebody with their hands, even an Evangelion, oh, you'd be like, that's pretty oh. brutal, and maybe we shouldn't like uh, applaud well, that. Well, yeah, that maybe that's like, the lesson. <laughs> yeah. But also in this film, it was kind of cool. Too. Wait a second, this kid was piloting this giant god robot. <laughs> this is basically a prequel to Ava. Yeah. <laughs> Evangelion uh, 0.2 you can not be defeat Hanuman it's kind of a tangent but they in the <laughs> this latest episode of John Oliver they mentioned Neon Genesis Evangelion oh really yeah, I gotta catch really? up yeah. finally getting some mainstream yeah. approval <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of that horrible like uh, that 
that uh, Attack on Titan oh, thing. Oh, the Attack on Titan video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was oh, mentioning yeah. it in relation to that, but still, well, anything against so... people talking about Ava. <laughs> and so there was also that Robin Williams thing from forever ago where he looks at the toy. It's like, also, ah. photo, yeah. Yeah, Neon yeah, Genesis yeah, yeah. Evangelion. Yeah, Robin, it's like, oh no. I, one of the coolest things about Robin Williams <laughs> is that he was a huge nerd. He loved anime and specifically. Oh, yeah. I, I found out when he was doing that movie, he wanted to put a reference into Neon Genesis. No, like, no, that's not true. Movie? That's not true. That's, oh, that, you, well, if you see apocryphal. the scene, you know it's not true because it's one of the Ava series that eats Asuka alive. Spoilers. But they say, like, oh, he's a hero. He helps the other people. Like, was like if you were... Oops. Yeah, but he's, he's got Tell me my friend words. lied to me about yeah, this? Yeah, the director just picked yeah. that because he thought it looked like an angel, which it technically is, but angels are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> angels are yes. bad in this one, actually. And maybe are? Who knows? Yeah. Well, this is also from a friend of mine that told me he, that he played Unreal Tournament online with Robin Williams once over, uh, he could tell from the voice mm. match, so maybe this isn't... Oh, your, your friend's a sack of shit, lying <laughs> piece of garbage. All right, all he right, also has an uncle who works at Nintendo. He does! <laughs> and there's a new Wait, does he know there. my uncle? <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, we're okay, jumping around I a lot, but I wanted to say we always, always talk about, like, oh, the plot in this movie is very thin. This movie literally has no plot. Well, it does. It's that King Dark gotta drink some woman's blood. <laughs> <laughs> and children's, but not dogs or cats. Yeah, not dogs or cats. So there was For some reason least... not men. He doesn't... Big animal no, rights he activist. <laughs> he, he didn't say it, but I'm assuming he didn't drink men's blood because he thought it would make him gay. Yeah, we gotta get. We, you know what? We gotta get King Dark canceled. He's got some real homophobia going on here. I don't approve <laughs> of. You, you know, it, it was it was questionable. Like, eh, is the blood drinking and draining kind of thing? But like, it's the homophobia that really. Yeah, did for it. sure. His, his, that's yeah. the evil thing about him. Yeah, that's that's absolutely <laughs> the most evil thing. Well, it's uh, crazy. He's, he's, he mentions a couple and of times. That's my very transparent bit about Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, he mentions a couple of times. Well, <laughs> I will rule the world now, but he really seems more focused on just having blood to drink. And well, later in the movie, he's like, "Okay, now my brain is good." I'm like, "Okay, is this like your antidepressant, my guy?" Yeah, this like <laughs> literally getting serotonin. I need to do it for my brain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no, is 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 King Dark really like? The victim in all this? No, he's not. Well, some of it's hard to tell because I uh, it mentioned in the video they were soft uh, subtitles, which I think means like we didn't really do our research. We just kind of like put it through Babblefish a couple of times. I think so too because they also referred to the henchmen that uh, pop up later as the animal dudes, and I'm pretty sure that's not right. I I loved that. Um, I really wish that, that no, that, that had real. to be a straight translation. Like, the animal dudes. animal dudes, and the animal dudes made me <laughs> laugh a lot. Yeah, they did. They just, just showed they made you, silly noises. They made silly noises, and like they would be dancing, then they would kind of like stop dancing, then they were like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to be dancing," and they would just take <laughs> naps because they didn't want to work anymore. I'm like, I'm relating to these guys quite a bit. Well, yeah, it totally felt probably the most realistic performances yeah. as like the animals that they were based on. I yeah. feel like this movie was shot in sequential order because you can see all the actors like giving less of a shit. The further along well, we get in the movie, especially the Cayman. Let's Caymans. say this real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say V3, which is the actual name of the Kamen Rider, but they call them Red Ant 3 because they're referred to yeah, the Red Ants. Yeah, the Red Ants, even though like, then they say a Black Ant. They all You don't yeah. know what any of their fucking names are. They did are. say Black Ant. But yeah, they, they do have V3 in here, yeah. I'll say. But V3, he's the one that, like, the whole movie, he's like, I'm giving the performance of a lifetime. I'm going to get all these, these motherfuckers <laughs> and take them down. <laughs> which I thought was really entertaining to me. Yeah, so... Man, I guess you're right. We don't. 
we don't really have a way to progress the story. That's Things just happen. Out. Yeah. There's I guess we should talk of... about the doctor and his girlfriend again. Yeah. Like, okay. I love. Well, let's I, let's I, please. I let's. It's so good because the here's the thing. The professor. First off, he starts as the professor, but right. then he's the doctor. Um, but the professor seems to be really into this Julie girl. And I'm going to say that Julie, while telling the doctor she wants him to think about her a lot, is maybe a little hesitant to, like, hang out with him. Yeah. That's the vibe that I got. But then, Mm -hmm. I mean, circumstances push them together. And, you know, a romance ensues, I guess. Yeah, you're you're stuck in a cage that looks like it's about to fall apart at any second with a guy. You're going to grow close to him. Separate times, it was as big as they were tall, or maybe a little bit bigger. But then other times, it was as big as them kneeling. I was confused about the cage. The professor and Julie had some wild interactions. Yeah, they did. And at one point, this thug who gets saved from hell by King Dark... Yeah, why did that have to to... happen? What was the point of hell? Like, I get at the end of the movie, but... (laughs) And also, like, the, the king of hell is like, yeah, he just takes people sometimes. That was literally his explanation, which made me laugh very hard. Well, he takes them, and, like, he's just he was just some random thug to begin with, but now he's got powers. Now he's got powers because he was rescued by the hell teleporter, or as I like to call it, the heliporter. Of course. He, um, yeah, he can, he and... can do, like, a, a Rocky Horror dance and teleport. Yeah. Or And then he can also, much like Rocky Horror, uh, turn into any, like, disguise himself as any member of the general public that he has, I guess, seen. Well, yeah, he's got... Cause at... Go ahead. At one point, he becomes, like, a very attractive woman, but then also, like, decides not to, and then becomes Julie, who I will not say is not, like, unattractive, but it's just, like, at first it was, like, I'll go in with this, like, honeypot, and then it's, like, no, 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 I've got a better idea. That's so weird, but, yeah, because at first it was just the actor in, like, a wig and a dress, and they about to walk off, and, like, no, maybe I should look like the girl Mm -hmm. he was actually talking to. Yeah, and like, and it's, like it's their weird not the gender fuckery that I was expecting. Like, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like, yeah, a, a, a bad joke. Yeah, but it's mm. once again with this movie, it's hard to tell because it's just all over the place. Um, it's, well, it's hard to tell because it's it's a very bad joke, but then it becomes maybe my favorite joke in the entire movie. Yeah, Wait, do you remember that how when... they got? Yeah, do you, do you remember how they got to the secret lair? Yes, he, she was like, "I need to show you something," and he's like, "They're walking in," and. He's like, now, hang on, this seems a little weird, but I'm going to go with it. And it's like, Julie, what's going on? And then Julie transforms into Thug, and he's like, oh, no, now I am not okay with this. Like, everything up until this point, including the weird minions and King Dark, I was fine with it. But now that you're not Julie, like, oh, this, this, all bets This is the off. first time we get introduced to the villain's greatest weapon, ropes. Yeah. That ropes. they ropes kind, kind of, but not really, tie up the person with. And then hey. a full axe used to cut off, not a foot, but the end of a shoe, which is then used <laughs> to induce tickle torture, which... Le- results I mean, in him pissing in Thug's face. Piss- <laughs> the piss joke was so out of wild. When did his pants come undone? Yeah, you see, it's, it's just a stream of piss. He squirts right in his face. I, I, I think it's very clear that he was undoing them as he was walking in. He realized all those people were there. He oh, he's like, okay. Five way. I don't yeah. say this enough, but you have to see it to believe it. There's no other way to describe well, it. Well, afterwards, Doug's like, hey, dude, you pissed in my face. And, like, slaps him. But, <laughs> like, that, but that's... was very into 
like very into the tickling beforehand, but then the piss in the face was the like the okay, that's that's the red. Oh yeah, flag. Thug finds red. everything hilarious. I mean, I was into the tickle play part, but the piss play—you got to tell somebody before. Come on, <laughs> we didn't discuss this before our scene. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the level of just like how hard they're all laughing during the tickle part too felt like it went on for I want to say thirty minutes. I didn't check the clock, but it felt that long. <laughs> No, that was definitely like it was. It was maybe like a fourth of the runtime. Yeah, <laughs> way longer than it should have. Yeah, really. Oh long. god, it was it was a lot. Okay, so then we get to uh, Frankenstein Bat because <laughs> once again, this movie Franken Bat, yeah, Franken Bat, Franken Bat, Franken Bat, yeah. Which uh, he just, I guess he he kidnapped the doctor because he wants him to make monsters for him. So he's like, I, I feel like if you make me a bat, it's going to be really strong. Um, once again, we're having to go off the subtitles that we were given here. Well, he's already got all sorts of mutants working for him that are like clearly like mm-hmm. from like the Cayman Rider series, but we don't get names for like any yeah. of them. Oh, so this is the fun thing. They're all from, I mean, they're trying to knock off from the, the Kamen Rider X movie they took from. The organization he fought in that, by the way, was called God. And I just think it's funny that he's fighting God. What? Yeah. Wow. That's so wild. It's, uh, I mean, it was like, it was, um, what do they Goals. call it when it's just the letters? It was an acronym. Uh, it's an, it was an acronym. Oh, G-O-D, an acronym, but yes. it, they were referred to as God in the series still, which I think is funny. Um, what's what's that stand for? Does that stand for, for good old demons? It should. I gotta look that up now, so. <laughs> you, you all continue talking while I look that up, because now I should actually look what it does stand for. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, the, the entire premise of, like, I'm gonna capture the Doctor, and the Doctor's like, no, I'm not gonna work for it. Okay, well, I am going to work for King Dark. Well, they have to go and I'm, kidnap Julie first, right? Yeah, then they... Well, so, he he says he's not going to do it, even through the torture, and then he, I guess, decides that seeing Julie get tortured or whatever, it's like, okay, now I guess I will do it. But then, like, Frankenbat is not nearly as strong as everyone was expecting, and uh, that fight was... Big just kind of yeah. big I, letdown, I was, right? I was I was really intrigued by Frank and Bat. Yeah. I was like, this is gonna be awesome. And then first of all, the appearance, not my fave. Well, they um, went heavy just, on the Franken yeah. and the Bat aspects. And, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yes, there were there were some little touches that I was a big fan of, like the fact that he has a concave part of his forehead that just makes a bat symbol. Yeah, I didn't okay, that. so that's true. Quick update to uh, God: the acronym actually is pretty dope. It stands for Government of Darkness. <gasps> oh, Yo, really... isn't that just the regular government? Uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> That's why we need to fight God. Um, <laughs> like every Final oh, yeah. Fantasy game. Yeah, or Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> Any JRPG really does feel that way. Speaking of Shin Megami Tensei, that's where I know Hanuman from. A uh, very, oh. very good persona yeah. um, in the Persona series. Yeah, Hanuman. He's, uh, he's dope. You can learn a lot of good buff and debuff spells from him. Highly recommend that. Does he game. dance? He does. He does. Dance. does he dance as much as he yeah. does in he, this movie? Okay. He really does. He really does. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to project on a god king of apes. But if you're the god king of apes and you don't dance a little bit, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I've seen a lot of apes in my lifetime, and they love. There's. They, and there's a lot to dance about when you're the god king of apes. I mean, you get chimpanzees, you get orangutans. It, it's such a great bunch. Like you can't be upset. You know. So big, the, I'm big big monkey fan here, by the way, in general. <laughs> big monkey fan. The Cayman Riders <laughs> are accosted by Man Bat and or Franken Bat. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm sorry, but, but before we continue, I I can't move on yet because it is my favorite joke in the movie. 
when uh, Purple Man dresses up as Julie to trick the Doctor into coming to the, the secret base, wherever the fuck it is. And then they do the exact same thing in order to get Julie there. And neither one of them are worried until they transform. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they do bring him, like, through those big, like, doors. And they're like, oh, this is weird. In fact. Oh, there's another one of you? Which one is the real you? Yeah, and then she faints, like, immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah, it's that, uh, I've been with my partner for about ten years, and we have a very loving and trusting relationship, but she's everyone like, Brandon, I need to take you down to a big old cave. (laughs) (laughs) If she did, I think I have the right to be like, hey, real quick, babe, why are we going into the big old cave? Um, okay, so I'm glad that you went back to that, because I did want to go back to before the Frankenbat fight, where we got to see, I guess, God, mm-hmm. um, the government of darkness, yes. and they all were like, I'm going to make you do all these things that are really bad, and one of them was like, I'll make you write bad checks, which, yeah, I wrote that down like, too. that's a very specific threat, and <laughs> it's a very specific way to ruin someone's life, and yeah. I, I really appreciate that, and then also, one of them like that they fought did i'm pretty sure go we when they were thrown (laughs) into the pile so that scene while a letdown was still kind of funny i I like to make it like canonical to the series or the movie of like that character was just ready to die and they're like finally i'm free (laughs) well there's so much they reuse those shots of the Cayman riders jumping so much and i finally get why when it came to like super sentai why they had to raise one leg in the air because you're just jumping with your leg straight, it looks really dumb. Yeah, it looks wild. Mm-hmm. And there'd also um, be ones where, like, there'd be, like, oh, they'd be going to, like, a flying sidekick, but it's the 70s, so it wasn't filmed very well because they're clearly just falling down. Yeah. Right. And I, I do have here uh, that uh, the power of sweet flips saves the day in every case. It really does. And, I mean, that's one thing they at least got authentically from the Common Rider series itself. When they is... encounter some <laughs> random oh, yeah. bat. They leap yeah. into the air to grab it, like, oh, this is an artificial bat that works for King Dark. I'm going to put a tracker on it, which should have killed it because he stabbed it into the artificial bat. Yeah. And uh, now we can but it was an artificial bat. Can, can we talk about the amount of women who just die in this movie? It's a lot. <laughs> I was, I was, I have a lot, I have a bone to pick with King Dark for many reasons, but one of them is the inefficient blood draining. Because if you're just going to drain someone... Like, one time, maybe three time, like, use maximum. That's inefficient. That's unsustainable. No wonder, mm-hmm. no wonder it's not working out. You you really gotta, like, you gotta let them get more blood back and, like, draw in a little more, a little more, a little more at a time. Don't just kill them. Yeah. Then you're just gonna have to go get more. And we saw how that turns out. And then on top of that, like, we can talk about once again what I was referring to is the blood slapstick. Is the guy in the, the King Dark <laughs> costume... Is just lathing blood all over his mouth. And so many times they have it where it's like almost a humorous joke where they interrupt him while he's drinking and he has to get up really quick and then blood's just squirting everywhere from his mouth and all over the place. And I'm like, this is weirdly funny, but also this is... Imagine just filming it and being like, yep, this is what we're doing. <laughs> just ladles of blood on the mouth and he's going to run around and be like, oh, I got to go deal with this right well, now. So much going all my woman's blood. Well, so much of it, there was no like direction given to the actors they're just kind of like yeah just kind of read your lines but as far as like what you do physical business just move your arms around because we can't make your mouth move so yeah yeah now listen here king dark there are going to be a few times where you're going to be in the background we need you to scratch your helmet a few times 
And anytime you're drinking blood, make sure you wave that spoon around a lot. Yeah. A lot. Making a big old mess, man. I'd hate to be any of the janitorial or custodial services working for King Dark. (laughs) Really testing your skills of what you can get out of a a carpet and a rug. So so they beat Frankenbat, right? And then... uh, They kick his wings off. Obviously, they kick his wings off, and then they beat him. And then then I think he blows up. Yeah, King Dark definitely is like, oh, let's blow this whole place up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also even like the, well, <laughs> the enemies they fight, like after they're defeated, they'll just blow up suddenly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once but then again, something King they Dark do is like, take well, from Common Rider, which I'm glad they did. <laughs> oh yeah, the the sparks are all over the Sentai genre, oh, so yeah. like, gotta have those. But then um, we we get this wonderful scene with Julie in the cage alone. And we get this really long shot of her, like, crying. Where they're clearly really painted on tears. They, I, yeah, that she was legit, like, <laughs> crying super hard. But I thought that she was about to burst into song. It did oh. sound like that, yeah. Like, <laughs> the musical sting, and, like, she was grabbing the bars a little bit as she walked. And I was like, are we going to get a song Somewhere in this kaiju movie? Yeah. <laughs> That would have took this to a whole new level. I really wish they would have followed through right now. I was disappointed that we didn't get a musical number about how disappointed she is in her professor boyfriend or something, I guess. Um, Also at this point, too, I forgot exactly what King Dark does, but he tricks the Kamen Riders to get together... In a giant gassing uh, field, I can only refer to it. Well, they were fighting the, yeah, the animal dudes, and then, like, the same kind of explosions we've seen, just, like, squibs going off in the dirt to look like there were things landing. And I guess, yeah, they had chemicals in them to make them suffocate to death. Yeah, so they get a bunch of sarin gas on them, I guess, which, I mean, it sounds <laughs> dark, but also I would not be surprised if that's the tone of what they were going for in this movie. And they did die. They died. They just straight up died. According to and the then, subtitles we read, yes, they were dead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have the we have the Doctor Ward and, and Julie in a cage screaming like, "Please, Buddha, help us!" And then that's when we get our boy Hannah Man from the sky, who had not been and in the movie like, for probably like thirty five minutes. An hour. Yeah, like, we, are, was... we are an hour in at this point. I'm pretty sure. I looked at the timestamp, and I think it was like forty <laughs> minutes about. But because uh, yeah, they showed mm-hmm. up about fifteen minutes in the, the beginning. Then, like, 30 more minutes they're not in the movie. You almost think they're not going to show up. Yeah. And he just, like, revives them. And, like, when the way they get revived was also making me laugh pretty hard. Because it's not like, uh, thank you so much. They're like, oh, thanks, Hadamite. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, they're laughing like they're just, like, at a social event. Like, <laughs> well, he hugs yeah, every just single one buzz. of them. Yeah. And I did like that. It was pretty cute. Um, and my, I, I really liked it <laughs> because this was a very serious moment. Which was undercut by the, I guess, theme of Hanuman, like the musical theme for Hanuman, which was very like poppy party. Yeah, yeah. it was very like poppy, and I was like, this is really weird for a tone. Oh, he's gonna bring them back to life. Oh, it's real cool. And are you gonna do anything else, Hanuman? Nope. Off you go. Okay. See you. I guess. Yeah. See you. See you. When you get to be the hero of the movie. Yeah. Yep, see you when you are the only one who can stop. I do want to They're talk really about dude. about one of the five Cayman Riders. The one who couldn't afford the bottom faceplate. <laughs> okay, so I can tell you about him. That is Rider yes, Man. Yes, 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 yes. So, Rider Man is from V3, which is the second Kamen Rider series. Very confusing to call it that, but that's the name because there's two Kamen Riders in the original series. Because, yeah, the Japanese and, movie this is based on did have the five original Cayman Riders. That was like yeah. the thing. So, Rider Man is an interesting one because he joins V3 halfway through the series because his arm gets cut off by an evil organization. That's why he's got, um, like, the lobster pincer. 
Yeah. And basically, he gets a cyborg arm put on that can turn into That you only cool see stuff. once in the movie. Yeah. Um, his whole arc <laughs> actually is pretty fun and well done. V3 in general is like one of the older show era series that actually have aged pretty well and it's fun to watch and actually has a pretty good story. That and like Common Rider Block, uh, Black, I said that very funny. <laughs> Common Rider Block. You said a different word. <laughs> I said Black, just funny, that's all. Block is a word. <laughs> no, I said it like Dracula. Block. Block. Okay. My, my, my cape is block. Block. <laughs> it's totally what I meant to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Known Dracula. But yeah. Brandon Kirkman. <laughs> I don't. Please don't put it out there. I, I love calling all. Oh, I love when sorry, people call sorry, all vampires Draculas. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> I'm very. Offended You're welcome. Now. <laughs> um, yeah. So we. Uh, I'm canceled. The, I guess I'm recanceled. I think I get canceled twice this episode. So that means you're you're back. No, you got on. uncanceled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that means you're renewed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. If if uh, if Dave Chappelle is anything to go by. Ugh. But yeah, you, you were talking about the maskless masked rider. Yeah, yeah so, maskless common rider. So Rider Man basically is kind of like a sidekick to V3 throughout the whole series, and eventually he's elevated to the position of a, another common rider, and has been a part so uh, so forth and so hence of the franchise. And I guess he's a little bit different because he's one of the few where he's not like an actual cyborg. He just has a cybernetic hand, but he's like a cool dude. So, wouldn't that make him a cyborg? I think so. That's how I feel about it. Because like they, cyborgs they, are I, I like know it is... people who are augmented with various accoutrements yeah. to make them yeah. easier at living. Like for example, if you wear glasses, you are a cyborg. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess I'm a cyborg then. Yeah. I love being a cyborg. Yeah. I it's great. Brandon, you wear glasses. I do wear glasses. Well, I have well, I have contacts in which I think of anything makes me even more of a cyborg because it's like it does. My body. You got those lenses right in your eye. Yeah. So I, yeah, and that's a brand. I don't have any augmentations. I think that makes me a get cryborg. off this podcast, Martin. A cryborg. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, but I feel like do we just get to the ending? We should do a quick Moth RuPaul's Drag Race too. I feel like. Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. Which is uh, our <laughs> what is this? It's our fashion segment. I, um, I do okay. I do like the like the doctor or is Professor Doctor in his like seventies mm-hmm. short tie, like yeah. wa- super wide and like just slightly shorter than it should be. Yeah, but, and then Khan, who's like the villain mm-hmm. henchman of this, he, his outfit is something that I, I do quite enjoy, where it's like a jumper that they put a belt on and some shiny gloves, because I guess and boots, like hull powers, yeah, and little boots. I I did like Julie's it's a good outfit. Look. She yeah. was yeah, she had she had a good Julie good little trip good. going on. Big uh, yeah. big mod feel too. I, I, I really think like. most people this. Yes. Do you remember the? Uh, do you remember the mother who got uh, kidnapped and then got all her blood drank? Yeah, <laughs> there's a few of them. Yeah, she had a cute outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, there is that the, those gaggle the of ladies who are kept prisoner, but they don't keep them in cages like they do uh, Julie and the doctor. Yeah. My theory that was, is they got blood drunk. And they they only like, had oh, one loose. cage. <laughs> yeah. Although, should we? can we now talk about the two restaurant girls who are at the beginning who uh, whose outfits were immaculate? And uh, I also want a new oh, series yes. of oh, a right. restaurant owner who fights monsters. Yeah. Because 
the absolute nerve of this guy to be like, you know what? No, I know that you're like evil monsters, but you're kind of harassing my waitresses, so I'm going to beat you up now. Yeah, I like that. Like, that was so cool. And also, like, just the sheer <laughs> veracity of uh, just like, okay, I know you're a monster too, but also, like, you have eyes, so if I just stab you in the eyes, I'll probably be fine. Oh, it's I feel so like good. That had to have been a Japanese <laughs> film segment, right? Yeah, no, that was, that was filmed for this movie too. Really? Well, what about... The next scene when there's the kid playing with the remote control boat. Did anybody think that boat was going to be like an actual boat? It was just really yeah, cheap for a second. Oh, I, yeah. I totally did. Yeah. It was a good psych out. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'd like to think that was intentional, but who, who can tell? Because I don't think there was a director on set during most of this stuff. Well, it's hard to tell <laughs> with anything for this, because I think we should get to the, the climax of this film and then uh, mm-hmm. get to reviewing it, because I think we're, we're going to have to spend some time reviewing it for a while. Which True. Is, the ending comes around and it gets once it continues to be completely just in the weeds of what are we gonna do and go with because uh, King Dark is like okay well I'm just gonna turn big now goes into the city and starts like crushing stuff and then not even really them. crushing stuff because I don't think they wanted to destroy the models they made because yeah. they'd made I like think... a tiny Bangkok for him to storm yeah. around in. To be honest, uh-huh. he's just being a big goof. If I'm gonna be honest, yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's just like, taunting the Caymans. Yeah, and then like V3 comes like, okay, even if I'm tiny, I I'm still gonna harass you. So he sprouts wings out of his motorcycle, which I didn't know he could do, <laughs> and starts shooting rockets at him. Well, before that, doesn't really he cool. try and like go up the side of a building, but he doesn't quite make it. He does. Yeah, he doesn't make it, which I was like, he, wow, yep, very he goes human moment. He goes right back down. Yeah, even King Dark's like, yeah, look at this idiot. And then he's surrounded by children, and they're like, hey, get out of my way, I'm trying to defeat the monster. Yeah. And then all of the the Kamen Riders show up, and, like, King Dark seems, like, terrified of them for a second, so I thought they were, like, gonna get together and, like, all do a rider kick on him or something. But then Hanuman finally shows up after they've been carrying his his lazy-ass weight the whole film, and just starts (laughs) fist-fighting King Dark. And, And, like... With his it's, weird little sigh thing that he has. Yeah. Which I did like. It made me think he's like a half a, half a Raphael. Yeah. Um, and, half uh, yeah, eventually... yeah, his dancing knife. You can't dance without your dancing knife. <laughs> yeah. He eventually destroys King Dark, so we're all done with that now. Stabs him in the throat. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Right in the throat, and there's more blood. <laughs> and like... And like, know? how much of that is his that, blood? They, so they did... That's that's the thing. They set us up for this. He's been drinking blood the whole time. It'd be weird if something else came out. I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, it's very bloody end for a bloody man. Yeah, it, like, it'd be weird if, like, they, they slid his neck open with that that sigh and then just, like, gumballs came out. But I also kind of expected <laughs> at that point of this movie. Gumballs for all the children. <laughs> yeah, and they just start eating him, but the Hooray! blood comes out of the gumballs. Uh-huh. Um, that would be a very Hanuman thing to do based on this movie. It would be. Uh, so, like, we, we think the film's over at this point, but then our little rapscallion Khan is trying to get away, and then Hanuman's like, hey, Hanuman, go get him! And, like, at first it's kind of like a slapstick kind of silly, I'm gonna chase him around, but then he finally picks him up again and just crushes him Whoa. and says, I'm sending you to special hell, and then turns him into smoke like we're talking about. Well, there's so much of, like, scenes when, like, Thug is, like, running away, and, like, one of the Caymans is chasing him, but and he's in a motorcycle, but they can't catch him. Yeah. Especially the one when, like, he was stupid of the Cayman to, like, not just get on his foot when he's chasing him on a dock. But yeah. he's on a fucking motorcycle, so he has to slow down oh at gosh. every turn. Yep. Oh, that yeah. scene went for he's, a real long he's time. Taken they those all went for such a long like time. they already ruined a bike. Yeah. I wanted I wanted Benny Hill to be playing during the oh, Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to 
I'm not. Yeah. Get some big <laughs> well, it is kind of like like I said. I feel like they shot in sequential order because by this point, all the action scenes are just the fight scenes are so bad. Nothing is centered in the camera. It's just kind of a free for all. They just told like it's just kind of like play fight, like hug each other. Like yeah, at one point, one of the uh, animal dudes and one of the Cayman Riders look like they're doing the tango and they walk off camera. <laughs> Oh my they, they're barely even lifting their legs when they do their kicks. Yeah, like, they're, everybody's they're exhausted. They've had yeah, a... everyone seemed really tired at this point. Uh, so yeah, he he kills the the thief and then like the henchman guy. And I thought the movie's over, and then we get what is I want to see one of the most wild endings of the film is like once again they go to sla- like slapstick or like it's the three thieves from the beginning that were sent to the king of hell. And they're like, okay, please spare us, please spare us, give us, you know, we'll do whatever we can to get out of here. And it's like, okay, well, it's time to behead you. And I thought we were going to, like, cut away from that, but they literally show all three of them get beheaded and then show you their their, their heads. Well, we don't see, see their heads bloody. falling off. We just see them. Yeah. We don't see the heads falling off, which is important. Mm-hmm. Which is important. Uh, we do well, see head props money rolling. Uh, yeah. Did we mention them, try- um, the first time they went to hell, trying to bribe Hell King with... A, a no, tiny we did. Horse. Oh, we did that off mic. I forget. Yeah, yeah. like they they went down there and they're like, "Please spare us." It's like, "No, I'm not going to spare you." And then the main guy, Thug, he's like, "I have a gift for you." And when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, what is he going to like try to trick him with?" But no, it was just a horse. Yeah, straight up. It horse. was just a horse that he brought in. It's like I have this horse well, for you. It's like that's nice, but you're going to well, die. Had, it was a pony because it was a it was a oh, tiny was horse. Small. But yeah, like how the, how horse. do you get? How they didn't have a horse when they were on Earth. Where the fuck the horse come from? Yeah, I want to know that backstory. That's one that I think they should revisit. It was just this is like riding 101. Like if it doesn't need to be there, take it out. There's so much of the stuff that they yeah. could have just or, taken out. Or this movie's or, almost two hours long. Be there. Explain yeah. it. Yeah. Explain to me how the horse got there. I need the second backstory. We know how the thugs got. Like there. I feel like maybe how did the horse like get maybe there? if you were, if you were Ty, all of this would make sense. I don't know if it would. Yeah, probably I don't know not, if the horse would. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's a specific, maybe, like, maybe that is a reference tie. to, like, The story about the thugs of... who went to hell and tried to bribe Hell King with a tiny horse. I think... That could be, <laughs> yeah. you know? Even... It, maybe it's a it's a part of Journey of the West that we haven't read. Yeah, that could be the part of it. I think it'd be more funny that if you were, if you were from Thailand or that was your descent and you watched this movie and you know the culture, it was more confusing. Like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Where are they getting this all from? <laughs> that that would probably track for me, honestly, because yeah. this this director seems uh, pretty wild. Yeah, he was so he, like we mentioned earlier too for this uh, this gentleman uh, Simpote Sands. He he made this movie after he stole uh, Ultraman property from Subayara Productions and then claimed that he owned it. And they're like, no, you don't. And then he's like, basically told Toei, like, okay, well, I'm going to do who owns Kamen Rider. I'm going to do Kamen Rider film. And they knew about what happened earlier, so like, no, you can't. And he's just like, well, I'm still going to make the movie because I'm in Thailand, so whatever. Um, and yeah. then he did. Um, he fought for like having the rights to Kamen Rider for a while, as well as Ultraman, to the point where it ended up in 2018 in a Los Angeles courtroom, and they denied him the rights. And I'm like, man, Duh. this guy was fighting to the end. Tooth and nail. Yeah. Wow. Like, he is really I... like like the, the Thai Haim Saban. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. But he lived a long, illustrious life. He passed away, actually, just this year, August 2021, at the age of 80. So, get it, King. That's what I say. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to hey, praise somebody for stealing about... IP. Yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> that is on record. De- deferring opinions. That's yeah. why our podcast is so great. And I guess I'm the third one, so I'm um, like in between it. So I guess, yeah, it's still a little bit. I don't believe in intellectual property, yeah. so... That's did, the fourth did we, did guest we, opinion. Did, did we talk about what the Hell King, like, said at the end, which I think is supposed to be the moral of the movie? No. Please, please people tell me just that. born bad? Is that what he said? So, well, he didn't say... So, after, after he decapitates the three thugs, he's like, these men will never be good. They have never have any value because they cause so many bad deeds. Which is incredible. Yeah. That is... If you, okay, if you're a celestial being or a deity that makes human beings and you have a, a karmic circle of reincarnation and rebirth where you go through through different levels of how good you've been and you're reborn as uh, higher on the ring, if you have something that you make that's just going to be bad forever and always in the lowest rung, what have you done as a god? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, I, I don't feel happy saying this, but this movie had been made in North Korea as like a propaganda movie, it would have been ten times better. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say, but it's weird. <laughs> and I also agree. Well, yeah, you could. There would have been a clear metaphor. They would try, like, even with uh, King Dark eat drinking blood, that would have been like yeah. capitalism. Yeah. The the thugs, they would have been like, like I guess just probably standard criminals, not just capitalists. But and I, mean, I guess we we actually do. There would have been theme and structure. Yeah, and that's that's a callback to our episode we did with John Torres, uh, the Paul Desari with. Which is the the Korean kaiju or North Korean kaiju film? And looking back, that also was a very crazy film. So I think you're on to something, Luke. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm I'm a student of of cinema. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think with that we should get to the reviews. Um, I'm gonna say we're gonna do this one out of five decapitated heads because that's how the movie straight up ends. Oh, it's so good. Wait, we're not doing it one out of five writers. Okay. Oh God, that's a lot better. Okay, <laughs> well, let's go. Okay, one out of five decapitated right. No, that's too dark. Oh no! <laughs> let's do one out of five writers. Um, okay. Does anybody want to get in there first? Like they got a strong opinion and they know how they're going to rate this film because I am in the weeds. I have no clue. I'll, I, I'll start it off. Please. This film is incredible. I there is not a single moment when I was watching this movie where I knew what it where it was going. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, completely enthralled in the just insanity that I was seeing. This film like perfectly toes the line between like silly film for children, religious propaganda film, and several fetish vignettes. It's it's oh, it's absolutely. beautiful. I have to give it five out of five riders. Oh my god, like that's a perfect I, score. Wow. I, I recommend it. It's so wild. I recommend it to everyone. Like, I don't think it's, like, one of the best films we've ever seen, but it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining, and I love it so much. See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll go next. Um, I don't disagree with everything you said, but it's also, for the same reasons, <laughs> I don't think I can recommend it to anybody. I, I, I'm glad I watched it. I had a lot of... I laughed a lot while watching it. Like there are certain scenes, like when the Cayman Riders keeping up, holding up traffic, and when the guy squirt fist <laughs> into Thug's face. That, but it's also like, I think I would have also been just as happy if I'd never seen this movie. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it two and a half Cayman Riders, and the half is the one who couldn't afford the full mask. Yeah, right. Like writer. okay, like probably watch it with some buddies because there's a lot of jokes I made that I couldn't make. Now, because we weren't in the movie watching it, that I think if I'd had been watching with people, I would have they would have enjoyed it. Like specifically yeah, when I'm... when uh, man when uh, 
Frankenbat was being created, and I kept saying, like, the sort of... Because it reminded me of <laughs> when Rocky Horror was created in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I, I absolutely yes. get that. Yeah. Um, Honestly, a lot of the jokes I was making to myself were Rocky Horror themed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll watch it together soon. This would be really fun to watch with friends. I would, I could, okay, so I guess I'm going to get into the reviews because that's actually where I'm going to go right away. I feel like the rewatchability of this film, like either under the influence or with friends, is going to be always enjoyable. And I, 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 I You will forget a lot of what happens yeah. in it. Yeah, you'll be shocked of like, oh my god, I forgot about the whole torture <laughs> naked scene. But like, that alone, I think, ranks it up pretty high. And just like the sheer insanity, it, it's like with Tommy Wiseau, where he has like such a bizarre vision, he had to make a film, and it makes only sense to him and no one else. I feel the same way about like Simpote Sands making this. And it's it, it feels like an auteur thing for sure, of like, it's just... It's so what it is, and it's so over the top that I gotta give it a high rating because it's enjoyable. I'm giving it four out of five writers, and uh, impressive. It's yeah, I, I I'm gonna be talking about this one for a while. I feel like so. I've just made a shocking discovery. Oh, <laughs> oh God! You just said the name of uh, one of the most culturally well-known bad filmmakers who shares uh, homophonically the last name of the person who is the professor in this movie, oh, Professor Wieso. Oh my goodness. I'm, I don't know, but wow. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? What if, if was... it all connected? <laughs> or what if they just had Tommy Wiseau in that role? My God. <gasps> oh, okay. Please so stop I guess... taking her blood. <laughs> Please, you're taking her blood. I want it. Um, okay, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> oh no, Tommy Wiseau is Dracula. Oh my goodness. Um, no, okay, we're not in pitching mode. Okay, okay. Uh, review. I really loved this movie, and I loved it because of how just astonishingly off the wall it was. I wish there had been more, like, in the, what I'm just going to call kink scenes, I wish <laughs> there had been more, like, obvious discussion of boundaries. Because that's the only way I can see that working in a movie. Yeah. However, it was phenomenal. It is phenomenal for how bad it was, so I'm going to give it five common writers being made to write bad checks. Oh my goodness. And then celebrating its own death as it goes we into the death. Also, I I just looked it up. It's Dr. Ward. Okay. Uh, Well, we're going to say it's Dr. Wiseau now. It was Wiseau in the subtitles. It it, it, it very likely was, because again, I think these were subtitles where like someone, like some dude who was high... On his lunch break? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, you know, God bless him. Or, I guess, Buddha God. bless him? Well, there's, there's one line, especially with, like, King Dark's super annoying henchmen. Like, I don't I don't want to disparage <laughs> the Thai language, but the way the henchmen were saying it was like, Oh, God, shut up! It's like, it's like just hearing <laughs> screeching constantly. But they're like, oh, it it will make you super awesome. Like, I don't want to be super awesome. I don't want to be super awesome. I'm (laughs) glad that you got back to that because I was about to. (laughs) Great film, really all around. Oh, God. Wait, I know know we've already, like, we, I know we're done with the movie. Um, I also wanted to mention (laughs) uh, Hell King, when he's, like, punishing the the thieves, the burglars, whatever the fuck they are. Um, When he's listing out their crimes, he lists cutting the head off the Buddha before killing the kid. Yeah. I mean, it was sequential. Yeah. Or great first statue. they stole the Buddha head. <laughs> then I think he's more upset about the Buddha. Well, yeah, it would have felt like I, I, I don't know. I feel like mentioning the Buddha statue after that would have kind of been. I, I yeah. don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to put a value. I don't know how to say what I'm kid. trying to say. 
<laughs> I, I I just like to think their punishment would have been exactly the same, even if they didn't kill the kid. The kid just gave yeah. them gave them a warrior's death. What if we just didn't realize like there's a whole special section in hell for statue killers or statue? <laughs> I will admit that kid like, seemed really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but also, man, that what a what a crazy time. I feel like I'm I'm excited for this. We're gonna get into the old stupid games section right now. Quit playing stupid games. And we gotta do. I mean, I, we've been doing this a lot, but I've been really enjoying it. But we're gonna do uh, how tall is Steve Buscemi? And I'm gonna start it off. <laughs> So this game, How Tall Steve Buscemi is, we ask our guests, mm-hmm. how tall is Steve Buscemi? Okay. I feel like Steve Buscemi is, like, deceptively tall. Like, you think that you think that he's going to be short, but he's one of those guys that's, like, actually normal size. So I'm going to say that, like, I'm going to say Steve Buscemi is, like, 5'9". Oh, my God. You <sighs> crushed it. Right on What? What? Because that was beautiful. <laughs> So you already, you already have a point going in, because we let our guests okay. first to get one, and then I open up the round to everybody else, and I'm going to ask you all, how tall is Hanuman? Because guess what? I found out there's a, a, a slightly famous statue in India of Hanuman uh, looking out over the village of uh, Shimla. So specifically uh, that statue, not Hanuman in this movie? Because so I don't yes, think I had... Mind- yeah, keep in mind, this him. is a, a famous uh, cultural statue of India, so it's it's pretty well known. Um, mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. I don't want to give away more, but I want you all to guess how tall is Hanuman. Okay. Sixty nine feet. Final answer. Okay. Ooh. Wow, uh, I'll, I'll do the price right thing. Seventy feet. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Remember, you can go under. <laughs> oh, we go, go by prices. Yeah, prices right rules. So under good, over bad. All right. So we have sixty nine and seventy. I'm gonna go with. 40 feet. 40 feet. What? Well, I hate to say it because I always like our guests to win, but Luke's got the closest here. It's 155 oh. feet. This guy is tall. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. It, Damn. It, it, it I does think you bust all kinds of moves. Chicken. Oh, yeah. Busting does make me feel good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to your stand-up bit, busting makes you feel very not good. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you don't do that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was too weird. It, it was, it was a couple of years, like back when we did that tour together, that you were doing that, so that makes sense. Sometimes it would work, and it was a very funny bit, but when it didn't work, it was probably one of the most awkward things I could do. Oh, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> That's got to be a weird one to not get a response on. That's got to be a weird one to feel yeah, the, I mean, there, in that moment. There's a, a line at one point that bit I was doing of uh, Slimer touched my butthole, and I feel like I needed to get rid of that because it doesn't seem like it's <gasps> aged well either. So, oh boy. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway. It's good to grow as a person. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love personal growth. Yeah. But because we mentioned it earlier, and I, I thought it'd be fun to get this into the whole kind of mix of everything. Uh, how tall is Tommy Wiseau? <gasps> Ooh. 5'5". Five, five. Interesting. So you, you think he's going to get like a, a, a Sylvester Stallone thing going on here. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to say 5'11". Ooh. I'm going to split the difference, 5'7". All right. Because they didn't go over and uh, she almost got it on the head. It's 5'9", so that's another point. Damn. Yes! He's exactly as tall as Steve Buscemi? He and Steve Buscemi are the same height? Same height. Steve Buscemi are the same height. You put them back to back. You know, as soon as I said 5'5", and I thought about all the times I've watched The Room, like, that's totally wrong. He's totally, like, an an average to maybe above average height. He could have been been wearing stilts in all of those shots. 
It just, I wouldn't put it past Tommy. Yeah, absolutely not. He's He's got some weird ego issues. But I think this is going to be a fun thing to kind of ricochet it off. I'm not going to go with hype for the next round. I want to ask you how old is Tommy Wiseau? Does anybody uh, even actually know that answer? Is there, yes, okay. because, uh, of, because of the movie and the documentary that came out recently, they actually have like exact details on him finally. Uh, I'll, because of uh, carbon uh, dating. I'll, go, I'll <laughs> say... If I may, if I may, <laughs> go, go ahead. Uh, if, I, if I may start, uh, timeless. Go. Time. Okay, well, we'll, I'll figure out how to rate that, so we'll see how everybody else is. I'm going to say he's definitely got to be in his 50s, so I'm going to go like 55. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, I want to say that he has a bit of an old soul, so he, like, feels old, but I think he's, I I think he's, like, 49. Okay, well, I got to give it to Luke again here, because he's the one that got closest. I was surprised to read this. He is 66 years old. Wow. wow. You know, Actually, he looks like crap, Justin, but he looks good for 66. Yeah, I was about to say, he looks <laughs> that, That's really good for 66. Yeah. I All this time, I thought he was just like a 25-year-old with a terrible life. <laughs> well, that's what he wants people to think. <laughs> not, not necessarily the His terrible propaganda life is working. <laughs> yeah. And to no, bring he's got this, the good American life. To bring this home, because we have a tie right now of two points we between uh, Meadow and Luke. I'm gonna. I had one saved up, which I thought would be fun to do. I'm gonna ask you all now: How tall is Common Rider X? Solid six feet. Ooh, I like that. Okay, Common Rider X. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna keep with the magic number. I'm gonna go five nine. Okay. Can I can I jump in for fun? Because I want to say five five. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing: because we both went over by just a little bit, and I have to translate from 178 centimeters, which comes out. It's about five point eight three nine feet. I'm gonna oh, say yeah. that's five. I'm gonna say that's five that's nine feet. To give it to Meadow. Yeah. Wow. What? Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Congratulations. So I get to say I'm both so Meadow pleased. won it, and also X gonna give it to you. So X. <gasps> Thank you. I've always wanted X to give it to me. Yeah. And you know what? He's a jerk. Well, I don't know. Actually, DMX does seem like he has some personal things he needs to work out. So. Not, not anymore. Not, well, oh, that's not right. anymore. <laughs> Did you forget win. about that? <laughs> it's hard to do personal growth when you're done. I, I, yeah. I had the joke that like I'm glad it was still during like quarantine and lockdown when he died because we didn't have to hear a bunch of white people doing DMX songs at karaoke. Oh, oh that would have been oh, awful. We're still going to have to hear that. Yeah. And whenever karaoke comes back, I haven't seen it coming back. <laughs> Somebody during the whole lockdown pandemic has been like, I gotta get out and do X to give to to honor my X man. Everyone's to forgetting to give to everyone else. Yeah. Everyone is forgetting. We need to remember. Yeah. Remember that X gave it to us all. Yeah. He really, you know what? He gave it for yeah. us. Yeah. And I think because uh, we we took a while with the, the stupid game, I think we're gonna get into the good old recommendation plugs right away. I'm excited. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hog it up and get in there right away. It's a very important time in a Brandon's life when a Shin Megami Tensei comes out. And he absolutely cannot shut the fuck up about it. Uh, and Shin Megami Tensei Five is on the Switch. My copy arrives tomorrow. I have not played it yet, but I'm also saying it's a five out of five perfect game already. I mean, listen, a few friends have played it. They really liked it, and I've seen good reviews. That's good enough for me. Perfect game. I will, I will say, game. this isn't going to be my recommendation, for, but from rumors I've heard, it seems like it's going to be a very limited release. So if you do want to play it, probably scoop it up really <gasps> quickly. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I think yeah, I the to... physical copies, they didn't do a lot of. I mean, you can still do digital, but it's, it's fun. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, to be honest, and like, even though I haven't played it yet, it is one of my favorite game series. I've been playing through Shin Megami Tensei 3. I've seen a, enough good reviews. If you've never played it before, I recommend it. It's a good time. It's, uh, you get to raise demons and then fuse them together to make stronger demons. It's like Pokemon, but it's like dark and grim and there's like blood in it. It's scary. So, oh, so it's get, like Digimon. It's like Digimon. It is like Digimon. It is like Digimon. Love that. Digital monsters. Yeah, and then for plugs, uh, listen to NPC Incorporated, because me and Meadow work on that together. We play a D&D in an office setting, which is really kind of fun and unique. Uh, we have a great DM, Hobart Thompson. We do that with Liz, as well as Sadie. It's a great cast. It's a great time. I, I really recommend it. It's a good time. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'd say it's one of the best podcasts on machine culture. Yeah. Aww. Well, well, take that, Podzu. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> If, if I mean, uh, if you're listening to Podzuki and you're not listening to NPC Incorporated, like I, I appreciate it, but you're wrong. <laughs> you dumb dumb. <laughs> you fucked up. Okay, I'll. I want to recommend PlayStation Two games. Oh, like, okay. like I, yeah. I've been. Uh, I'm a. I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast before, but I'm a video game collector, and I've started getting mm-hmm. into getting like a bunch of like PlayStation Two and PlayStation One games because I feel like in the next like ten years they're gonna shoot up in price. And I'm not talking like buy them so you can resell them, but buy them because they're good video games. Find mm-hmm. yourself a refurbished yeah. PS Two, and uh, yeah, I've been buying a bunch of games recently. I recommend like the Burnout series, really good. I've also been getting the uh, Oh Hell yeah. God of War series on the PS Two. Those are really nice. cool, and also. Uh, I played them originally on, like, the Xbox, the original Xbox, but I also got the uh, first couple of Star Wars Battlefront games that are really fun. Like, don't, like, if you only know, like, the PS4, EA Battlefront games, those suck. Those are just Call of of Duty with a Star Wars skin. The original Battlefront games were awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. But, yeah, like, if you're interested in video games at all, get yourself PlayStation 2 and start buying the games because... I really think they're going to start shooting up in price because CDs just aren't as don't have the longevity that cartridges do, and they're just going to start degrading no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Discrots, discrots real. And as far as plugs, uh, I'll plug my cooking Instagram. I posted something the other day when I made corn dogs last night. Um, yeah, they looked really good. Yeah, those look so yeah, fucking uh, good. Yeah, it's uh, flip cooks on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, F L I P C O O K S. And yeah, I, I'm spotty with my updating on it because like sometimes I'll. I work in the kitchen, so sometimes when I get home, I don't want to cook. But uh, when I do, I go hard. Martin and Brandon yeah. can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's brought food out a few times, and we've talked about it a few times in the podcast. It's always very good. But yeah, uh, yeah, right. that's my stuff. All right. I, uh, that's a good one. I, I know we're all doing video games so far. I guess I will continue that trend. Uh, I recommend Metroid Dread. I've, I've been playing that recently, and it's, 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 it's real good. I downloaded the demo. I, I was surprised how much I liked it. Oh, I didn't even realize Ooh, there's a, there was a demo. demo for it. Okay, I'm downloading that tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah, go go check that out. It's I mean, I've been playing so many Metroidvania games over the last couple of years, I forgot that Nintendo could actually do one correctly. <laughs> and it's uh I think Nintendo really forgot that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what they did forget that for like twenty years. Well yeah, so, technically oh, like what was a fusion was the last one in the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not yep. counting the uh the uh Prime games. Which is a shame Which, like, because Fusion's great. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Fusion was really good. Uh, anyway, Metroid Dread's real good. Uh, in terms of plugs, I started an Instagram for the uh, cat I recently adopted. He's adorable, what? and I recommend following me. Um, I'm at uh, Spaghetti 
period images. It's really good. Doing that right now. Which I, I got to give a shout out to Jenny Mack, who came up with that handle for me. She is... Oh. Jenny is just incredibly sweet and always, like, never not funny. Like, I, I fucking love oh, Jenny yeah. today. I've never seen her have a bad set of pressure, because then she comes through pretty often. Have we, hey, have Brandon, we you were done with plugs. What the fuck? Oh, she's so good. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, for, I just got why it's spaghetti images, and that's really good. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's perfect. <laughs> um, do I get one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Um, I'm going to buck the trend. I was originally going to uh, recommend a video game, but I have been rewatching for probably the fifth time uh, the anime series Haikyuu, and I would Hell like to yes. recommend Haikyuu to you. Please go watch it. It's probably one of the um, most caringly made anime that I've ever seen. Um, like, the amount of like love put into the animation and the score... And the research as to, like, how people move during volleyball, very good. And the story and the writing is also really good. For plugs, I am going to plug a, uh, a queer fiction series, a podcast series that I was on, uh, the episode Susan of the podcast Lavender Scare. It is a, it's a really good series, kind of like a, a sort of what happened if uh, Wendy Carlos Williams who did a lot of scores for uh, horror movies, did not uh, survive coming out as a trans oh, woman. She did uh, really the score for, like, A Clockwork Orange and stuff, too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was a pioneer. Wendy Carlos Williams is phenomenal. Yeah, she was a pioneer wow. in a lot of uh, use of uh, both the Moog and out, like, doing more. Yeah, of, out as trans yeah. in the when this movie came out in, like, like 1974. Yeah. yeah. True inspiration. And this is... Uh, this is a story about a sort of uh, a folk punk band who finds a recording device that she left behind. Oh, that's awesome. When <laughs> this character based on her died uh, and some some haunted shenanigans happens and there's some really good music. I was wanted, it, I, so check I it out. Start, like, this is the story of a girl who <laughs> <laughs> found a movie that changed the whole world. Yeah. I gotta check out that podcast. And she died from transphobia. <laughs> absolutely love her when she haunts me okay yeah go check it out it's lavender scare the episode susan it's the first one well i, I can't think of a better note to leave on because uh, i think i think we're gonna get it this we got it we got it last time in person so now we have to see if we can do it remotely again we always sign off with i want to say is a frightening sign off but sometimes <laughs> we get it right but here we go all right, three, two, one. Two, you, one. You're, you're gonna, gonna like gonna the way I like when I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee. I, I think we got oh. it, but it was uh, guarantee. Awesome. Guarantee. Oh, I think we got it. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs>